Well, how you doing this evening? I don't know. It doesn't sound too convincing to me. How you doing this evening? It's Thursday. Two more days and I go home. I'm going to be sorry to leave you, but I'm going home. I've been away a long time. Been away a long time. You all are so far back. Andrew, I need to put the pulpit right there in the middle. Why are you all so far back tonight? I'm coming out there. Move that. Why are you all so far? Okay, that's good. That's good. That's good. You all just have. Hi, precious. Do you know where you all are? And my posse. How come you're one, two, three, four, five, six, seven rows? Uh-huh. So you all don't know. I will, I will come after you. John, let me tell you something. I appreciate your honesty. You're here. I sent word. This is my man. I, I, we won't kiss in public, okay? <laughs> this is my man. <laughs> it's something to keep your word there. I sent word. I said, tell John. He gave me his word. I want to see him. And you got the message, didn't you? Glad to see you. Men of integrity. We need it. We need it. Uh, Michael said to me, and when you go home, you make sure you get on that scale so you can see how much you weigh and call me. I'm not going to tell Michael nothing. <laughs> He's acting all big and bad. He come to my territory. I'm going to take him down. But I'm telling you, you all been feeding me something, oh, just well. I'm telling I feel good. I feel good. Hi, Precious. How you doing? Good, good. Had a good day today? Mm. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for the, the joy of um, speaking your word and coming together as fellow believers. Really appreciate you, Lord. And so I ask that you'll just have your way with me. Do what you want with me, but make your word clear. Holy Ghost, someone out here tonight that needs to be touched and come to you, I leave it entirely up to you so that when you come by, the still small voice, they'll obey. I thank you in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Someone sent this to me, Ada. I got to read you something. So what am I looking for? Andrew? Did you do your little thing about any new people tonight? Did you do that? It's kind of what, Andrew? Get, get, Andrew, do your business. Okay, I, I notice now that we have uh, visitors. And because you are visiting, we wanted to give you something to welcome you. Can I have your hands? That's right. Mm -hmm. Welcome. We actually, can I take one more second, Miss Carol? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but if you don't mind giving us your name and how you, who or how you were invited. Nadia and Charles Redmond invited me. Praise the Lord. Welcome. Any others? You guys all look familiar to me, so don't be raising your hand now. Get a gift. Yeah. 
I need to raise my hand and get one of these books. What book did you get, sister? Oh, that's a good, that's a good one. Yeah, you're going to like that. I need to, you want me to give it to me? I'll trade it. I'll find another book for you. Yeah, that's a very good book. I have that. That's a good book. You'll enjoy reading it. Someone sent this, uh, I think I got it off the, uh, I don't know where I got it from. Yes, I did. I, I got it from a newsletter. Uh, and a Facebook friend sent this to them. It says, what would happen if we treated our Bible like we treat our cell phones? And we all have cell phones, right? Oh, who did? Oh, what would happen if we treated our Bible like we treat our cell phones? And we love these cell phones, don't we? Can't live without these cell phones. Uh -uh, can't go away. I mean, we will turn around in traffic and get that cell phone. Isn't that right? All right, this is what we say. <coughs> this is what the person said. We carry it everywhere. Isn't that something? We carry it everywhere. Don't you carry your cell phone everywhere? It, it, you carry it everywhere. We'd flip through it all day. Isn't that what you see people doing? I'm sitting in the airport. Here they are. I don't know what they're doing. Here they are. We'd flip through it every day. If that was our Bible. Then it said, we'd go home to get it if we forgot it. Isn't that true? Oh, I feel naked without my cell phone. It's right, like a piece of clothing is, is lost, right? We'd receive unlimited text messages. Isn't that true? Messages would just fall in, just come, just come. <laughs> we couldn't live without it. And that's true. I'm driving on 495 sometimes. That's your busy highway. I'm driving on 29 North. That's our busy highway. People in the, they're driving like this, and here they are. They don't care. They're going to try to kill me. They don't care. Yeah. You take my life. We couldn't, we couldn't live without it. We give it to kids as gifts. Isn't that interesting? We'll give them the cell phone. A lot of times we don't give them a gift. If that's, in, if that's, if we would treat our Bible that way. We'd use it in case of emergency. Oh, and the person said, and oh, oh, one more thing. It would never be disconnected because Jesus has already paid the bill. <laughs> That's pretty good, isn't it? I thought it was. I thought it was. Yeah, huh? Praise the Lord. That's pretty good. We ought to treat our Bibles like that. All right, let's look at Joshua 7. If you got your Bible. Let's see what the Lord has in store for us tonight. <clears throat> we know that our goal is what? Our goal is what? what? What's our goal, folk? Our goal is to get to heaven, yeah. Well, we're still on earth, so it's to be like Jesus, obey Jesus, and the ultimate goal is to live with him for eternity. Can you even begin to imagine what your life would be like without any heartache? Without any heartache. Come on, somebody help him get Joshua. Come talk to him. Go ahead. Go over there and help him. Don't go giving sign language. Got to help him. Joshua 7. What would it be like if there was no pain, no disappointments, what would it be like? We would say, what 
Joshua 7.1. Have we all found Joshua 7.1? You got it? Okay, because some of us don't, don't, you know, we're not that familiar. So you just look into your index and you'll find Joshua 7.1. first verse says, but the children of Israel, who? Talk back to me. Who? Committed a what? Trespassed a trespass. That's what it really is. Trespassed a trespass. Uh, originally, that means to cover, to, to act unhandedly to act treacherously. Now, this story is about the capture of Ai. When you read about, go back to the sixth verse, they had just taken down Jericho. They had whipped Jericho. The walls of Jericho had come on down like nothing. But we know the story behind that. You know, the angels do that. You can go back and read that. Now, here they came to Ai. Ai was a small town, population 12,000. What's the population of San Jose? Huh? It's, oh, it wasn't the size of San Jose, that's for sure. It was a small town, I guess something like New England, Rhode Island. And Joshua told his, his people, he said in verse 2, he says, go up and view the country. In other words, in the original, it says, go up, tramp around the country, put your feet on the soil to find out the feel of the country. You know, you, 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 you fly and you really don't, you go from, I go from the east coast to the west coast and, and, I, and I go through a number of states and I don't know what it is because my feet aren't on the, on the ground. I'm not tramping around. So you really don't know the country, do you? You just go from one airport to the other. Sometimes if you take a bus, now you take that Greyhound bus, you stop pinga, 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 and you get to know the people, you get to know the area, you get to know the different states. So jo Joshua said, go up, check out AI, that small town, tramp about the country, get the feel of it. So the spies went. But they went up there like, hey, this ain't nothing. 12,000, we just ripped the life out of, the, of Jericho. This is nothing. When you read the Bible, then you go into the, the, the writings of Ellen White. She said they were self-confident. Oh, this is nothing. We can do this thing. This is a piece of cake. She said we don't, we don't need a whole lot of men. They came on back, verse 3, returned to Joshua. <laughs> this is nothing, Joshua. In fact, don't even let all the people go up. Just give us eh, two or 3,000 men. We'll go up and we will wipe them clean. We don't need a lot of men. We can do this thing. They underestimated the defenses of the city. The worst thing was they were flushed with victory. Be careful. Be careful. With, what does the Bible say? Pride. Be 
before destruction, a haughty thought, a haughty spirit before it comes to fall. You better be careful. I can do this thing. I don't need, I don't need your help. I can do this thing. Get, let, let me help. No, I got this thing. I got this thing together. They were flushed with victory. And then they failed. Let me tell you something. Yesterday's successes and yesterday's blessings won't help you today. God is a now God. We can thank him for the blessings. We can thank him for the successes. But he works in the now. You got it? Then the other thing that they neglected to do, they neglected to take God into the planning of AI. 12,000 people, we don't need to talk to Jesus about nothing. We're getting ready to build a church. We don't need to talk to Jesus about this. We built the church a long time ago. We know how to do this kind of stuff. I'm getting ready to go on this job. I, 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 know, I know my field. I don't need to talk to Jesus about it. I can work this thing out myself. I'm getting ready to marry this woman, this man. I don't need to talk to Jesus about it. Jesus knows I know what I'm doing. Jesus knows I know this, this man, this woman. Why don't you talk to Jesus about it? First of all, he's up there. I'm down here. He don't know the business going on down here. Isn't it true? They neglected to take God into their counsel. They went on up to AI. Those, I don't guess you call, what do you call them? AIs, I don't know. They whipped the devil out of those Israelites. They whipped the devil out of those Israelites. And, and they didn't kill many, they just killed 36 of them. But they beat them into shame. Sent them home with their heads hanging down, their tails between their legs. Shame. You leave God out of your plans and see what happens. I can get through school without, without this. I'm smart. You, 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 you leave God out without your plan. Leave him out. God says, I want to be involved in everything you do. Because I, I care for you. I care for you. I love you. First mistake. First mistake. Joshua's feeling confident after the Jericho victory. Failed to consult the Lord. If Joshua had waited on God, he would have learned of the sin of Achan. In our lives, we get, we call them red flags. Isn't that true? Red flags. You know one thing? I, and we live in the shoulda, woulda, coulda age. You see that red flag all in your face. No, no, this isn't really. He'll be better. She, she'll be better. The red flag is just slapping you in your face. No, no, no. Once we, once we make it real, it'll be fine. Red flag just waving in your face.
if you would consult God about everything, you do know we would not fall into the traps that we fall, that Satan has for us. Sit and think. If I had only consulted God, if I had only taken him into my plans, I wouldn't be saying shoulda, woulda, coulda. Satan has snares folk that we know not of, and they come good-looking. They come attractive. They come smelling good. They come dripping with money. I, I, I'm serious. I, you know, I was giving a, I was giving a, 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 a leadership. <laughs> I told the Lord I'll never do this again either. I was giving a leadership uh, uh, seminar. And in the middle of my leadership seminar, for reasons I will never know, Andrea, I said, now I, it's a room full of people. In the middle of that leadership seminar, I said, if you want to talk to me, you have to have some money. And went right back on to the, why did I say, don't know why I said it. And went right on back to doing what I had to do. Finished my seminar. Now I'm standing here. You got to watch me closely. Now you got to watch it closely to get the effect of it. So now I'm at the I'm at the little podium. I'm getting things, my little papers cleared up, getting it all straightened up. And I hear this voice, Miss Barron. And I said, Yes. Are, are, are you getting me, folks? He said, Miss Barron? I said, Yes. That's the size that we're talking about here, all right? He said, Miss Barron, I have $50,000. I said, that's not enough. My father would have beat me bringing that boy home. You hear? Be careful what you say. I told the Lord, I said, I will never do that again. I take everything into consideration. Joshua did not take God into consideration. God would have shown him that, that, that Achan was no good that they were going to miss out because the first verse says, the children of Israel have sinned. Joshua now, verse 8, they fall on the ground. They're around there tearing their clothes, putting ashes on their head. Joshua looked upon this as a displeasure of God. How many times do we blame God for our mistakes? How many times do we blame God when we err? How many times do we blame God? Why didn't you help me get through such and such? And there was a red flag all the time. Joshua around there blaming God. It's God's displeasure on us. And let me tell you something. We're quick to blame God, folk. And God says, I don't like that stuff. God said to Joshua, get up off that ground and don't you blame me. He said, get up off that ground, Joshua. And don't blame me. I am not your fault. I told you in verse 1 that the children of Israel have sinned. You didn't consult me. Get up off the ground. Israel has sinned. Let me tell you something. All excuses for sin, they're in vain. I just couldn't, I couldn't help myself. It's in vain. 
I, 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 I didn't know it's in vain. It's a choice that you make. You make choices all the time, all the time. It's the choice that you make. And who can plead for the sinner when God testifies against him? That's a hard statement. Who's there to plead for you when you are not doing what God asks you to do? Get up off the ground, Joshua. And don't blame me. I'm not the fault. You should have consulted me in the first place. We, we serve a merciful God. Verse 10, verse 11. 10 and 11. God told Joshua, get up. One thing about God, you read those two verses, God will pull the cover off of you. He'll pull the cover off of you. God will expose you because he loves you. He loves you. Let me back up a little bit. Let me back up a little bit. Verse said that all Israel had sinned. God knew who had sinned. My brothers and my sisters, my friends here in this church, and it can apply to a household also. Israel was guilty because one of its members had transgressed. God said, all of you have sinned. I remember when my father, we were, there were eight of us in the house. And if one did something wrong, daddy would say the magic words, line up. Go, wait a minute, wait a minute, daddy, I didn't do it. Line up. Dad, wait, and you know, I was quick to say, I didn't do it, daddy, I didn't do it. Get, get in line. And the brothers who did the thing, oh, they, they, they're not. Daddy whipped us all. I think it was terribly unfair. But the Bible said all Israel has sinned. When one sins, do you ever think why your church can't grow spiritually? One person may be holding back the blessings of God. You, 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 you look at it uh, corporately. If you have a, 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 a translator for, for you, you know, the, the government has these translators and, if, uh, for, uh, and ambassadors, and if the ambassador says something wrong, do you know the whole nation gets mad? You, you, you've seen it. You've heard it. Whole nation is mad. War can even start because of one person who did wrong. When you go into the upper room with the disciples, Jesus said, one of you is going to betray me. You, you, you read that thing in that Desire of Ages. John was laying close in there, he, he, he said to Peter, ask him who it is. Ask him who it is. They were worried. They started thinking, who, who, who is it? Who, who, who is it? Is it 
every person can enjoy a personal relationship with Christ. And that relationship can only be severed by our own choice. Our own choice. Aiken. Aiken sin brought disaster upon a whole nation. Called the Aiken Syndrome. God said, All right, let's call out the families. Let's call out the family. And God is sweet. He could have called them out, but God is sweet. He says, Call the families. Called out the families. The tribe, call out the families next. Achan is standing there. He, he, he saw, first of all, Achan saw the defeated army return. He never said anything. God said, all right, I'm going to call our tribes. He saw Joshua and the elders on the ground tearing their hair out, putting dust all over their face, tearing their coats up, and he never said a word. times, brothers and sisters, when we see someone in the wrong, we've got to go to them in love. And you've got to say to them in love, it's in love only, but sister, you're going wrong. Let me just help you. We've got to do it. Aiken saw it, and he never said a word. Guilty. Letting the people suffer. He listened to the proclamation that the great crime had been committed, yet he did not confess his sin. If you confess your sins, he is faithful to for. To for what? He's faithful to forgive it. Satan will make you say, no, don't, don't, uh-uh. If you confess your sin, you know what people are going to think about you? Isn't that true? If you confess your sin, you know what they're going to do? They're going to throw you out to church. Isn't that true? If you confess your sin, people are not going to like you anymore. Isn't that true? He says, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. This man saw what was happening. He heard the proclamation. He saw that the, the children of Israel were going, and he never confessed his sin. Jesus will slow walk you, you hear? And he'll give you enough rope where you will hang yourself. Jesus is merciful, folk. He sent his son down here. But it's your choice to choose to follow or not to follow him. Achan watched it called the trouble of Israel. And it wasn't until his household was called out. Now, you know, I think I would have said to Achan, who was my husband, I ain't dying with you, okay? You, you've done something. You've touched the occur. God said, go and beat them. Don't, this is back in jail. Don't take any of the garments. And what did Achan take? So that fine 
what's a, what's a brand name suit? Armani suit. I said, man, I could wear that. So that goes with my Johnson and, and, and Murphy shoes, brother. So that silk tie from Italy. He said, no, man, I can I put on my obsession for men. I am clean. Aiken saw that beautiful Babylonian garment decked out. He said, no, man, this is mine. God said, it's cursed. I don't want you to touch it. There are things on this earth in our lives that we're touching, and God said they're cursed. Don't touch it, and you're sinning, and then you're wondering why God can't bless you. They had a, they had a, they had a fair, a fair at the, uh, the publishing house a few years ago talking about what God has cursed, don't touch. God does not like drugs. He said, don't touch it. God does not like, because he knows it's not the best thing for you. He doesn't like alcohol. Don't touch it. God, in his word, has put out uh, uh, certain meats that you should eat. Read Leviticus. He said, the, he said the, the hog, that means the bacon, the, uh, I don't know, the sausage. He said, it's filthy. Do not touch it. He, he said, he said that the, the tithe that you returned to me, he said, that's mine. Don't touch it. I don't care if you, your bills are building up and everything. He said, that 10% is my, don't touch it. You're messing with God. So, I mean, so they had despair talking about don't touch the accursed thing. Had despair up there at the publishing house. So I said to my girlfriend, you want to go up there? Because I had worked at the publishing house. I said, you want to go up there? And then, of course, we'll, it's all on. It's a beautiful campus. And I said, then we'll go inside and take the tour to see the printing presses and all like that. She said, oh, yeah, this is good. This is good. This is good. We drove on up to Hagerstown, Maryland. And each magazine, you've seen, you know, Guide magazine, you know, Vibrant Life and all like that. See, that's where that all comes out. And so they had all their booths around there. And you could go to this booth and see this and get a little free gift. You go to this booth. Get something. So I, I've walked on up to Guide magazine. I said, let me go see what they're doing. I've walked on up to, hey, Carol, what you know? I said, hey, it's all good. They had this huge albino boa constrictor. The handle was there. It's like when I went to California to do that, that taping of Really Living on the, on the set there. They had the handler and the handler. I don't know what they were portraying, but that handler had a, a boa constrictor sitting up there. Why, 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 why do you have this in here? And especially with me on this set. That boa constrictor get, get, get loose, brother. Somebody going to tear this building down. It's going to be C-A-R-O-L. <laughs> My girlfriend in Brazil had her husband had a boa constrictor. And, and, and he had him. He lived in the garage. Couldn't he put the... He couldn't even put his combi, uh, that's the SUV. He couldn't even put him in the garage. And this old big thing. And he would go ever so often. Where's this place where you get all, all the mice from? Begins with an A. They went to that place, agriculture place. And, and he would get all those white mice. Didn't it make him sick? Yeah, I'm trying to make it gruesome. But this is wrong. And he'd bring back all these white mice, and they're alive, uh -huh, Andrea. They're alive. He'd bring back all these, these white mice in a bag. Look at your pretty face. And he would take it out, and he would, he, oh, he'd open that bag. 
and he'd drop all those white mice down there, and we'd be looking, you know, and those mice knew, oh, the end is on for me. You could almost hear him singing, this is over. And boy, that bull constrictor, he would just eat, and then he'd have a, then he'd have a, a belly. He, he looked like he's pregnant. His wife said, now, now, all I have to say is I am tired of this. It's either you or that, it's either me or that boa constrictor. And he told her it was the boa constrictor. He was going to keep the boa constrictor. I said, throw him in there next time he throws some white mice in there. <laughs> Terrible thing. And then one of the houses I lived in, Brazil, I lived in the, in the, in the jungle. And they said to me, senora, senora, see, you have, your houses are like this. Open ladders, see? My kitchen closed down at 6 o'clock. And it wasn't because of the Sabbath either. Because the mice and the rats came out. I, I, didn't, have any, I didn't have any maid in that kitchen. I was the maid. And I had an afro in those days so things could hide in my hair. <laughs> I wouldn't know what was in my hair. I had a big afro child. I was one of the flower children. I had this big fro. The folk didn't know where I was coming from. I'm this big fro. And buddy, I feed my family because I cooked, I did everything. Six o'clock, I shut that kitchen down because I said, uh-uh, no, uh the mice come out. They come out and they play. Nothing jumping in this here bush and I won't know about it. I felt sorry for my children. If they were hungry, you risk your life in going to the kitchen. I'm not risking my life. I found the dog on the table one night. Dog was scared to sleep on the floor. So they told me, they said, Senora, you, you need to get a, a, a bull constrictor. I said, a what? Oh, yes, Senora, get a bull constrictor, and he'll, he'll sleep on the rafters, and then at night he'll come down, and he'll eat all the mice. Does he know the difference in a mice and a person? I said, I'll just keep all the mice, thank you. And I had rats galore, Okay. Oh, I could tell you some stories how I left my child in the shower and the rat, but, but, but anyway, I'm at the Hagerstown, right? So I'm at the, I'm at the, uh, I'm at the, the guide booth. And here's this albino, I mean, that thing, that, that thing was thicker than me. Oh, so what's the fun? What's it? Thicker than me. Albino, I had never seen an albino ball constrictor. So, you know, you know, I'm big time, right? I'm bad. <laughs> I walked up there. Hey, what's going on? The handler was right there. I said, I'll try. Some little girl had had it all wrapped around her neck like a boa constrictor. I said, I'll do it. So they took that, took that big boa constrictor. And I, I walked on up there. Hallelujah for the angels who helped the fools and the idiots. But this was a fool and an idiot, buddy. Getting ready to drape me, I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. That text flashed through my mind. What God has cursed, don't touch. I thought, I said, it would be just like that boa constrictor to get on this body and squeeze me to death. God said, what I have cursed, do not touch. Balaam tried to, to curse the children of Israel. He said, you, you, you can't curse them. I blessed them. 
came on down to Achan. Achan watched his tribe pointed out. He watched his family. He watched his cousin being pointed out. He watched Uncle G. Joseph being pointed out. He watched his aunt being pointed out. He watched his little children being pointed out. Someone should have said something. You watch stuff taking places in families and you don't even try to interfere with it. God forbid you. If you can help somebody, help somebody. Help somebody. If it's just by a touch and say, let, 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 you want to talk to me. I'm not talking about your child. I'm here to help you with your child. He watched his family being pointed out and Aiken still didn't confess his sin. Hidden sins. God's told Joshua just where the stuff was. He said he dismantled it. He dug a hole. He put it in the ground. He covered it up. I can tell you right where it is. It's about three feet from the front of that tent door. Just go two more inches. And step back one, one, one millisecond. Do a little sachet to the side, and you'll find exactly where he hid it. God knows what's in our lives, folk. He knows the stuff that we're, we're struggling with. And all he says is, give it to me. Confess it to me, and I will quickly forgive you. What's hidden in your life that you think God doesn't know just because I don't see it. Others don't see it, but it's eating you up. Hidden sins. So we know the end of the story. God said, take him out. Called Achan out. Bring Achan. Bring his wife. Bring his children. Bring his nephews, bring grandfather, bring grandmother, everyone in his household. He said, kill him. Is there something in our lives that's keeping the blessings of the Lord from doing and the Lord doing what he wants to do? What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. But this addiction is so hard, Lord. I can't let go. No, you can't let go. But the blood of Jesus. Once you say, here, Lord, he says, I will take care of business. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing can for sin atone. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. 
Jesus wants us with him in the kingdom. My appeal to you tonight when probation ends and probation is going on now, people, God is in the sanctuary, the most holy place, going over names. I don't know what kind of problem you have. I don't know if it's drugs, drinking, smoking, sexual sins, whatever is hidden in your life. Sassin, back talk, cheating, you've done a little stealing. I don't know what's in your life. The hidden sins God says, I see them and I'm waiting for you to come to me and get it right because I love you. You know what's in your life. You know what, what you have put under the floor, dismantled and put under the floor and you keep it hidden. But God sees it. And he wants to give you freedom from this. Tonight he wants to give you freedom. Go down in prayer. Close your eyes. Don't just get your eyes off of me. Give you a chance to talk to Jesus. Don't worry about what anyone is thinking in this room. It's between you and God. Tell the Lord what your secret sin, what your hidden sin is. Tell him you're tired of doing it in secret. I want to be re I want to be free. I want to be relieved from this addiction or whatever it is. Because when probation ends, it's 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 going to come suddenly, unexpectedly. When we're least expecting it. But we can have a clean record in heaven. And know that God accepts, has accepted us. And finally, if faithful, we shall be gathered with him on the sea of glass. And we'll be with him eternally. Right now, Jesus is interceding for us. He's praying for us. Someone needs to come back to Christ. You strayed. You need to come back. Somebody needs to give up and confess I have a hidden habit I have a hidden sin I have something forbidden I don't know what it is but I this evening Lord I am saying help me my first appeal whatever is hidden in your life and you know is not pleasing to God, you're willing to say, I'm doing such and such, Lord. No one knows but you. But I'm going to raise my hand for special prayer to overcome. If you're in here this evening, raise your hand. I need your help to get over this 
whatever is in my life, be it drugs, smoking, drinking, lying, cheating, raise your hand. Shame the devil and raise your hand. Be bold for Christ. See the hands. See the hands. See the hands. See the hands. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'll make one more appeal. I'll make another appeal. Some of you have heard the truth and it's, it sparked you. But wait, 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 wait. What, what, what did she say? Wait. It's wet your appetite to want to know more. Lord, I, I, I want to know more about this God who's so merciful, who's so kind, who's making a place for me in the kingdom. I, I, I want to know more. If you are in the audience and you want to know more, you just want to know more, raise your hand. I want to know more. Praise God. I want to know more. I want to know more. Praise God. How do I make this appeal now, Lord? How do, what do I say? Micah 6.3 says, uh, you're still praying. You, you, don't, you don't have to look at me. Micah 6.3 says, this is, this is God. Oh, my people, what have I done unto thee? And wherein have I wearied thee? Testify against me. Come and talk to me. What have I done? I love you so much. What have I done? I've been making appeals every night for baptism. If you've already stood for baptism, you don't have to stand tonight. I just want to know, is there somebody new who should be going into that pool? Someone who has not made that decision, you know good and well, you need to be rebaptized, or you need to be baptized for the first time, but you're sitting there listening to stupid Satan saying, no man, no man, this isn't the time, this isn't the time. You know who you are. Jesus is moving on your heart. Holy Spirit is moving on your heart. If you're sitting in here tonight and you're finally saying, I, 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 can't, I can't hold out any longer, Lord. I, I, I've got to turn myself into you. If you're there tonight, raise your hand. Raise your hand. You say, I've, I've, I've got to give in. I know I should give in. Rebaptism or baptism for the first time. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. For those who raise their hands for the special, the junk that's in your life and you've committed it to God, would you raise your hands again? Because we're going to pray over you. We're going to pray that God will give you the strength, his strength to overcome you. I don't see all the hands that were raised before. Where are the hands? Hands were raised before, yeah. Do you believe that God has forgiven you? Let me hear you say something. Do you believe God has forgiven you? I'm going to ask you to stand because the pastor's going to pray over you. Just stand. Anyone wants 
special prayer. A special prayer. Someone want a special prayer? We're going to pray over you. Does anyone want a special prayer? Special prayer? Come on and stand next to me. Special prayer. Because we pray some tight prayers out here. And God answers these prayers. God answers these prayers. You better come on back a little further. Is everybody, I want to ask this question. Is everybody safe in the ark of safety? Are you all safe so that the Lord, you know that you die tonight, you're going with God when he calls you in that first resurrection? Are you, are, are you ready? You made your, you, you straight, brother? I'm calling you out by name. You straight? Alex. You straight, Alex? Hold your head up. Hold your head up. You need prayer. Come on down here. Let me pray with you. Get on down here, Alex. Come on. Let me pray with you. Come on, brother. Pray for Alex, folks. You got to pray. You got to pray. Come on, Alex. Stand by my side. I don't know where John went to, but that's okay. You include John in the prayer. Come on, Alex. John went to. It's okay. We're going to pray those indiscriminate prayers where the, the prayers go out and they, and they get you. Now, we pray definitely personal here. We're going to pray over you all for whatever you have overcome and that you're asking God to overcome. You're not forgotten. And then the ones that are standing here for special prayer. What's, what's your special request for prayer? My daughter's surgery. What a surgery. My son to do better in school. Doing better in school. Yes, ma'am. Alex. He knows. God knows. God knows. God knows. For all my children. He would be a better person. <clears throat> a better example. Better example. Got it, Pastor? I'll pray for those out there, and we'll pray for these people here, okay? Father in heaven, your children have stood because there's stuff in their lives that they have now given to you, and they want to overcome. They want to be free from any hidden sins, dear Lord. They want the blessings of God. And so I thank you, Lord, for being so sweet for washing them clean in the blood of the lamb. And, and, and as you have said to every one of us, from the Bible to now, you said, go and sin no more. With your help, dear Lord, we shall not sin anymore. Thank you for your blood that has cleansed us. In Jesus' perfect name I pray. And Father, there are some special requests here. Not just special requests, but faces, hearts, needs that I bring before you. I thank you because you long to give them exactly what their heart is longing for. 
So we come to you knowing that you are already smiling because you love the crying. Father, we ask this evening that you'll bless Megan. She has a surgery coming up. And Father, bless her body. Bless the, the surgeons that will be performing this operation. If there is another way, show us that door. But I pray that we may trust in you and know that you will do your good will. I pray that you be with Nadia. Be with her boy. Bless him, Father. I pray that he may understand that his mom loves him greatly. And the things that she tells him are out of love. So help him to listen. Help him to pay attention and to learn before he learns the hard way. I pray that he may not just learn the things that society wants us to learn. I pray that he may learn about you. Yes. I ask you to be with Alex. You know the matters in his heart. And so we uplift them to you on his behalf. Strengthen him. Bless his faith. I pray that he may continue to move forward even though there is this burden on his heart. Thank you because your word says, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Give him rest as he comes to you. Thank you because we know you will. We ask that you be with Jackie's kids. Thank you because they're here. I thank you because they want to move forward with you. But I pray that this may be a new chapter where together as a family, they see you do wonders. Why? Because they collectively come to you and leave the world behind. Bless these children. They are precious gems in your sight. I ask you to be with Andrea and help and teach her how to be the parent that you want her to be. I thank you because there is no perfect parent, only you. So, Father, when we have fallen short, thank you because we can hold on to your hand and get back up again. I pray that we may learn from our mistakes, but also build on the good things that are happening. Bless Andrea greatly. And I pray for Stephanie. I thank you for how you've been leading her, and I know that you've called her for such a time as this. I thank you for how you've been changing her life, leading her to this point, to be a leader for your honor and glory. And sometimes being a leader is not easy. Why? Because it challenges us to look in the mirror and see if whether or not there's anything that needs to be changed. So, Father, bless Stephanie as she doesn't just look to the mirror, but she looks to you. And as she looks to you, as you, your spirit convicts her, may she move forward and say, yes, Lord, you are right. This needs to go. And by faith, it's out the door. 
thank you for the leader that she is now and the leader that you're making her to be. But Father, I also pray for the necessities that have not been mentioned. You know them. I pray that we may not go home and try to figure things out because our solutions are not suffice. You are suffice. So I pray that we may go home and come to you and allow you to grant us a victory over any and every sin that we are facing. Thank you that we all meet at the same place, and that's the foot of the cross. So grant your forgiveness, but also grant us the strength to repent from our sins. Bless your children. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. have the cards? Did you have your cards? I'll collect the cards. Um, just take the cards. You have cards? And the last time, about two years ago, I and my twin did this song. It's all about Revelation, the book of Revelation, with the new heaven in Jerusalem. No more pain, crying, and hurt. Not it. So this is what this song about. So bear with me. I like to try to do it. Thank you. This old life is filled with sorrow, heartaches, and pain. And tears that flow. But when we read that city called glory, mm, we won't have to cry no more. There'll be no tears. No tears in glory over there. No tears in glory. There be no tears, no tears in glory. And we won't have to cry no more. They say that heaven is a beautiful city and Jesus will be waiting at the entering door. He's gonna wipe all my tears away, yes he will, 
and we won't have to cry no more. Well, by and by now, when we reach that city, if we only live only, yeah, down here below. When I read my Bible, yeah, it just tell me so. Yes, we do, yeah, and we won't have to cry no more. There be no tears, no tears in glory over there. No tears in glory. There be no tears, no tears in glory. And we won't have to cry no more. And we won't have to cry no more. Thank you so much. That was beautiful. You, you would never know it's been years since you sang that song. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, just a couple more reminders. We have our whiteboard. If you want to leave names, they've been lifted up in prayer. Um, take this time now at the end of our service.